Hey, my name is Angela and welcome to the Dim Sum Diaries. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my story of moving to Shanghai when I was in grade 3. But as usual, let's start with a quick diary update. So last Friday, we had a team bonding event at work, and obviously since everybody is working remotely, it was online. And they actually hired Game Masters from Randolph's, which is one of my favorite board game cafes in Montreal, to host the session for us. And so basically they prepared a bunch of games that we could all play as teams and individuals and it was a lot of fun to be able to bond with my coworkers and just have this afternoon to enjoy ourselves and not do any work. So that was a lot of fun and then this weekend was very chill. I didn't really do much but I did have a games night on Saturday and Sunday night. So on Saturday we did a mini games night with the new recruits of HKSN and then on Sunday we had another games night but it was just with a bunch of the old HKSN members that have graduated. And it's kind of just crazy for me to see all of these different waves of friends that I've made in HKSN throughout the years and how I've gone from being one of the youngest members of the club to now one of the oldest. Aside from those game nights, I also called my Taiwan exchange friends and we were able to just catch up again and play some games like Codenames and Scribble. And then for the rest of my free time, I pretty much just spent reading or listening to audiobooks. And I got through quite a few in the past couple of days. Since my last update, I've read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, which is an amazing classic self-help book and I highly recommend it. I've also listened to Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari and honestly my expectations weren't too high just because I knew that it was written by Aziz Ansari who plays one of my favorite characters on Parks and Recreation and he's a stand-up comedian so I wasn't really expecting a self-help book that was based in science and psychological research, especially since I had just finished reading Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me by Mindy Kaling, which is more of like a comedic memoir. And so I was expecting more of that style from his book, but it ended up being very scientifically based. And even though he included his funny stories and his comedic elements. It was still a really insightful book, which I really appreciated. And also, since I listened to the audiobook, which was read by him, it was performed to perfection. And as a huge Parks and Rec fan, I just love hearing his voice and hearing him perform his book like his stand-up. Anyways, aside from those books, I also listened to Big Friendship, which is a really, really good book written by two podcast hosts, I believe, and it just details the ups and downs of their best friendship and how they met and the struggles that they encountered in their friendship, and I thought it was really good because I feel like there's a lot of books out there about marriage and love and those romantic relationships, but when it comes to friendship, I haven't read that many books that are dedicated to to it and include a little bit of the science behind different aspects, which I appreciated as well. I also love that they include feminism and female empowerment in the book, as well as talking about interracial friendships, which I think is something that I don't hear about that often. And so I definitely learned a lot from their story as best friends and the challenges that they overcame in their friendship. 
That brings me to today, and this morning I read The Happiness Equation by Neil Pazricha, and I absolutely love this book. I think it's one of my favorite self-help books that I've read so far. I love the concepts that he uses in them and the examples and the science behind everything, but also I love that he uses a bunch of examples of Toronto because he's from Toronto, and so there are just a bunch of these inside jokes or references to growing up up in Canada and in Toronto specifically that I really related to so it made me love the book that much more. And then finally I am currently rereading The Selection which is a young adult novel written by Kira Cask that I was absolutely obsessed with in middle school I think and this book is pretty much like a combination of The Bachelor and Hunger Games and I heard that they were going to adapt it into a Netflix movie which I'm so excited for so when I saw it in the library I knew I had to get it and re-listen to it because it just brings back so many memories and honestly I still love this story. I think it's a really good book, so I am currently in the process of listening to that. Anyways, that is my diary update, and now let's get into today's topic. So when I was eight years old, my dad took a job in Shanghai, and so our entire family moved there to pretty much live the expat life. I remember when my parents first told me, I think it was at the end of grade two, I completely freaked out and I was so angry with them that I threw this huge temper tantrum because I just couldn't fathom moving across the planet, away from all of my friends, and everything that I knew up until that point. I also had these preconceived notions of China as a really poor, dirty, and uncivilized country. So when we arrived in Shanghai in August of 2008, I was completely shocked. We lived in Lu Jiazui, which is like the financial district in Pudong, which is the half of Shanghai that is more international, I would say, and more modern compared to Pusi, which is the other half where it's more traditional and historic. And so if you've seen pictures of the Shanghai skyline with the Pearl Tower and all of the other skyscrapers, that's pretty much the area that I lived in while I was in Shanghai. And one fun fact about our life there was that we lived in a hotel for the entire first year of us being in Shanghai. And I'm pretty sure we were only supposed to live there for a couple of months while we looked for an actual apartment. But I think the apartment hunting took a lot longer than we expected. So we just ended up living at the hotel and treating it like a service department for my entire grade 3 year. Some of the memories that I have from that year of living in the hotel were just going down to the lobby to grab breakfast every morning. And also just stocking up on all of their free toiletries because the hotel provided Luxie Tan products which are super boo. And now whenever I go to a Luxitan store, I'm like shocked by all of the prices because this hotel used to give them out for free. 
Anyways, in grade three, I attended Yaochung International School, which is a British international school, I believe. And I remember being really nervous to start school, but as soon as I got there, I was able to make friends immediately and everybody was very nice. And since it was an international school, it wasn't weird to have students move around all the time since they were all expat kids. And some of my memories from grade three were just having my mom as the class mom since my mom wasn't working while we were living in Shanghai. And then also being in the student council. I also remember that we had to wear uniforms at that school and pretty much all of the international schools in Shanghai but these uniforms were extra ugly. I think my uniform was like a checkered blue and white dress, but anyways, the class photos were just not cute. Aside from that, I also remember that we had a graduation performance because for some reason at that school, grade three was the highest grade. And so for our graduation, we did a Mamma Mia slash ABBA themed concert and I literally had to go to the fabric market to get a tailor-made ABBA themed outfit but anyways that was grade three and it was a really fun year but in grade four I switched schools to go to this school that my sister was going to which was an American international school named Concordia and originally my parents had wanted both me and my sister to go there but in grade three they didn't have any spots for me so I went to Yaojong instead and then just switched in grade four. We also finally found an apartment so we moved out of the hotel and into the condo which was this absolutely beautiful huge place that overlooked the river and the complex that it was in had this awesome wave pool in the middle which I regret not going to more often because it's honestly so cool and at school obviously it was international school so all of my friends were other expat children and now looking back and thinking back to that time in my life I could see how crazy and bougie my life was but compared to my classmates and my friends at that school I was definitely not considered one of the wealthier kids there and I remember like most of my classmates had their own drivers and most of them lived in these villas in the super western side of town where all the expats lived. So life there was definitely not the same as my life in Canada. And it's always crazy to think about how much more Americanized my life was in China compared to in Canada and it seemed so much more like what I had seen in American movies growing up and that was definitely not something I was expecting from living in China. I have so many random memories from those two years that I lived there. For example, I would always go to this mall called Super Brand Mall in Lujiazui, which was home to my favorite arcade ever, which was called Tom's World, and I was absolutely obsessed with that place. I also used to take magic lessons at that mall, and I still have a bunch of the magic stuff that I got from those classes. We also always used to go to this fabric market in Pusi called Shiliu Pu, where we would get tailor-made clothes. Like I mentioned, the ABBA outfit that I got for my grade three performance, but we would also just get tailor-made clothes all the time. You would just bring in the design that you wanted and then you would go and choose the fabric and then they would just make you that article of clothing. So during that time, I designed a lot of my own clothes, which is so weird for me to think back on 
on now. Another one of my favorite places in Shanghai was this underground mall beneath the Science and Technology Museum where they would sell a bunch of counterfeit items. And we used to go there all the time and that's actually where I learned how to bargain and I got a lot of practice from that. So that's definitely a skill that I gained while living in China. And now I watch YouTube videos from this YouTuber called Colin a Broadcast where he does a bunch of bargaining videos all over the world. And he actually went to that mall and did a lot of bargaining there and it was just really fun to relive those memories. I also had so many favorite restaurants while I was living in Shanghai and I'm sure that most of them have closed down now. But there was a restaurant near my house called Mudan Ting and then there was a Cantonese restaurant called Charm which I think is still alive. We would also eat at this super fancy restaurant in the Jin Mao Tower which is one of the giant skyscrapers in the Shanghai skyline and we would eat there with our Cantonese fellowship group but I just remember this absolutely stunning giant restaurant with a spiral staircase in the middle that had the most amazing food. We also went to this crazy insane buffet at the Shangri-La Hotel. I don't know if it still exists but it was called E-Cafe and they just had these different stations of every type of cuisine and there was like a chocolate fountain and there was like a candy section and it was literally a food paradise and and I really want to go back and see if it still exists because I'm pretty sure I wasted my experience back then because I couldn't eat that much as a kid. In terms of normal home life, I remember my mom, since she wasn't working, she would just do a whole bunch of online shopping from Taobao and we would get so many packages every day and this was before the time of Amazon being this popular and I remember just loving shopping on Taobao with her because everything was crazy cheap to the point that it literally didn't make sense how people were making money off of those products. I also remember that we got ripsticks which were like these weird skateboard like things back in the day that were really popular and instead of playing with them outside like normal kids we would ripstick around our living room. Also since we didn't have access to YouTube or Google or Facebook and all of those sites there really wasn't that much to watch in terms of entertainment. I do remember watching Xiang Yang which is a Chinese kids show and then we also watched a lot of Chuck because it was like the only English show that was always playing on our TV. But aside from those two, we would pretty much just buy pirated movies from stalls off the street, which were really popular in Shanghai. But yeah, that was pretty much our life. It was definitely not conventional, especially compared to the life that I lived in Canada. But over the years, especially at McGill, for some reason, I've met so many people who have had a really similar experience to me and have lived the expat life for a part of their childhood. And for a lot of these people who have lived the expat life, it's usually in Shanghai. I've met so many people over the years, whether that's at McGill or people I've met during my exchange that I've been able to bond with over the fact that we went to certain international schools in Shanghai and that we lived that life for a while so it's definitely not uncommon. Also during this time we were doing a lot of traveling as a family around China and around Asia and even to Australia. So within China I visited Xi'an, Sichuan, Guilin, Hainan Dao, 
Guangzhou to visit my mom's family and we would go to Hong Kong a lot to see my grandparents on my dad's side as well. And then we also traveled around Asia, so like Malaysia, Singapore, Korea, and I'm probably forgetting a bunch of places, but during that time we flew so much that I actually became an elite member of Star Alliance, which is one of the major airline groups. And as an eight-year-old kid, it is pretty impressive to be a frequent flyer. So that was definitely really cool. And on our flights back to Canada, we also got to fly first class because my dad's company was paying for the trip. So I got to experience what it's like to fly first class. And I got one of those little pod things that you get to lay down in and I got to choose my five course meal from this giant menu of fancy airplane food. So there were definitely a lot of fun perks of being an expat in Shanghai and it's definitely something that I would love to do again as an adult. After those two years of living in Shanghai, we decided to move back to Canada because my mom's job required that we go back. And actually during this time, my dad got the opportunity to work in Malaysia. So we were kind of deciding between moving back to Canada or moving to KL. And in that decision, I was definitely team KL. I really wanted to move to Malaysia, especially because when we had gone there, we did some apartment hunting and we found the most amazing condo I have ever seen in my entire life. It was this huge place, plus it was super kid-friendly. So there was like a giant playground outside and I really, really wanted to move there. But in the end, we decided to move back to Canada and even though living in KL and continuing the expat life sounds like so much fun, I don't like to dwell on the what-ifs too much and I'm really glad that we did move back to Canada because it allowed for all of my life experiences that brought me to where I am today. So anyways, my brain is definitely foggy with my memories of my time in Shanghai, but I had so much fun during those two years living the expat life and those two years shaped me and my personality so much. I learned that change is not a bad thing and to be more open to new opportunities. It also kickstarted my obsession with moving to new places and getting a fresh start. And that's evidence from a lot of the big moves that I've made throughout my life, whether that was moving to Montreal for university or moving to Banff for work or moving to Taiwan for exchange. I learned that even though there are so much uncertainty when it comes to having to make new friends and figuring out your new life, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone can bring you so much more reward in the long run than you can even imagine. And I can point to my experience with Shanghai to show how much I would have missed out on if I really chose not to take the leap. From that experience, I also learned to not judge cultures and to not overgeneralize because like I mentioned, I had all of these preconceived notions of what China was going to be like and all of those 
judgments were completely untrue. And obviously, I lived in a really wealthy area of China, but I still did go to visit a lot of the poorer neighborhoods, especially when I was doing volunteer trips with my church. And even though those places were more aligned with those initial preconceived notions I had, I realized that it was still not okay to judge different cultures, especially if I had never lived there before. Recording this episode, it just makes me remember all of the amazing memories that I had in Shanghai and it makes me want to move back to Asia so badly and to go back to Shanghai, whether that's to visit or to work there. And I remember when I left, they just announced that they were going to be building Disneyland and I was so sad that I was leaving because I really wanted to be there to see Disneyland and I still haven't been able to go back for the past decade. So I am really looking forward to hopefully going back and being able to go to Disneyland one day. So yeah, that is my story of moving to Shanghai when I was in grade three and four. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to follow me on Instagram at the Dim Sum Diaries podcast. I hope you have an amazing week and stay tuned for more episodes. Bye! Bye!